Welcome to Head Trauma, the podcast where we talk about movies inspired by true crime. Today with us, we have Kathy, Brianna, Michael, me, Christy, and our special guest, Maddie. Um, we're very excited to have her. I'm very um, honored. Thank you. Yes. And um, so last week, we talked about Wyatt Earp and a bunch of other Wild West serial killers. Uh, this week, we'll be talking about Tombstone, movie about Wyatt Earp. Um, that was released in 1993, but before we get into the movie, Brianna, what happened in 1993? So, in 1993, the um, top three songs I picked that came out that year, uh, I'd Do Anything for Love by Meatloaf, uh, What a Man by Salt and Pepper, Salt and Pepper, <laughs> uh, Heart Shaped <laughs> right. Shape Box by Nirvana, um, and then movies that came out that year, Nightmare Before Christmas, Mrs. Doubtfire, Days and Confused, and Hocus Pocus. Uh, Audrey Hepburn and Andre the Giant passed away in 1993. Sad. Um, Pete Davidson was born, though. And to go along <laughs> with the movie, I put D- Pete Davidson can be my Huckleberry. <laughs> we'll get into that line later. But <laughs> I thought that was fitting. I almost put um, Pete Davidson's next girlfriend with like an arrow. But then I was like, no, I want to make it <laughs> go with the movie we're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. That was actually one of the uh, taglines for the movie. I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. Which without seeing the movie, though, I feel like that's very random. But mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> was that all the facts? That's oh, it, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, Maddie, we'll let you go first. Uh, you chose this movie to do with us. Why did you choose Tombstone? Uh, well, I was raised by a Western-loving father. Like, I grew up on Westerns and all martial arts movies. I'm pretty sure most of my childhood, like, m- moral learning lessons came from Mr. Miyagi. But the rest of them, <laughs> the rest of them, like, uh, came from Westerns. So lots and lots of memories of watching these kinds of movies with my dad and this one in particular too. So good things. So one of, was this one of his favorites then? It wasn't maybe a favorite, but it was one that we watched often and he loved like John Wayne and Clint Eastwood. So like older movies, he was older too. He was born in 44. So yeah. Yeah. I have older parents. (laughs) Um, So just any Western and lots of like eighties and nineties movies. So just one of the movies that I grew up on and remember watching and loving. And when I rewatched it the other day, it, it was so much fun because I recognized people in it, which we can get into later. Yeah. That are huge now. And I was just like freaking out for one. Um, the actor, um, who he's in sex in the city and my big fat Greek wedding. Um, Aiden, Aiden's character. John Corbin. John Corbin is in that movie and I just had no idea, but I was a little girl when I watched it. So it was really fun and nostalgic watching it. So I was very excited to have this as my choice. Did you know that Wyatt Earp or uh, uh, there were like serial killer was considered a serial killer by some people or that there not were kind of that. In no, the not at all. And even when you said that initially, I just kept racking my brain. I, I kept telling myself, like, I don't see how he's a serial killer. Like, I mean, in my mind, there's like pathology to a serial killer where there's mm-hmm. some kind of trauma that happens to them when they're kids. And it's separate from somebody that maybe is 
killing or killing people or having being in the act of killing without the prior planning. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, Aunt Kathy, you can go ahead and talk to that because that was something we talked about during that episode. Yeah. And I agree with you hundred percent. They like most serial killers map it out or they have a type. My thing was he was a mass murderer. That makes more sense. Yeah. He just had no empathy with killing. He's just like, you did me wrong. I'm going to get you. Right. Or you did my family wrong. I'm going to get you. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, you know, I think sometimes people get mass murderers and serial killers confused and they're two different entities, you know, like a spree killer is different from them also. So, but I want to say he was probably a mass murderer because uh, the ride, remember in the movie when they're going, he's going after his brother gets murdered and they're all going to leave Tombstone or whatever. They mm -hmm. called it a vendetta ride. And that's what he was doing. He was just going and killing all these people. It, to me, it felt more of like a gang act. And I don't consider gang members serial killers. They're just, you know, they have a different uh, thought process in the way that they act. They have this kind of social um, group that they belong to and they give loyalty to. So his social group is obviously his brothers, his family. And when you hurt one of the family members, just like any other gang, that rest of the gang rallies up and rides out and, you know, gets mm -hmm. payback an eye for an eye so that was just and not really serial killer vibes just you know no problem with the vengeance mm -hmm. yeah right. yeah i'd have to agree with yeah, that too. But... i agree too yeah um this, so i'm sorry this all started from a um the thing that the movie that we watched and he was kind of lobbed in there with these other people and i was like mm, i'm gonna debate that one so are you talking are you talking about the Amazon like um documentary on murders of the West or serial killers? Yeah, serial killers of the old yeah, West or something point. like that. Yeah. Yeah. As I I did watch that and while I was watching it, I just kinda <laughs> didn't mm -hmm. get wholeheartedly in most of it. I just was like, I'm not sure about that. But still so entertaining. You would, you would you would argue that the pathology is missing. Absolutely. The, okay. Yeah, I definitely think that there is concrete evidence that people that have more of a psychological, um, genetic almost, you know, need to kill because they're fulfilling some kind of neurologic issue that they have. And I know that sounds, you know, I'm not a doctor or anything, but I just feel like someone that's more pathologically killing people is more considered a serial killer than someone that's just, you know, hey, you hurt my friend, I'm going to mess you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what uh, I think that's kind of where we landed before we had said something along the lines of like where from like I'm just super comfortable killing someone to like this is really just like a social thing. Where on that spectrum mm -hmm. are you? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so Aunt Kathy, when did you first see Tombstone? Um. When it came out, here we go, old school, VHS. You know, you'd go to the Blockbuster and you'd get a movie. And uh, I didn't see the theaters. I saw it on VHS and I just loved it. And I thought Val Kilmer should have gotten an Academy Award. I swear to God. Because he was so good in that movie. Even when he would take a sip out of his little cup and drink his whiskey. I mean, he just, he just looked sickly. and But he was a badass too. He was a badass. One of the things is when he hit Tombstone, he had $50,000 on him. And then that money, 
is like six hundred thousand dollars in today's money or something to that equivalent mm -hmm. and so i was like god this guy's something else you know but he i really think he he got um uh doc holiday down and then when he was dying that's you know everybody knows what happened doc holiday died from tb and how forlorn he was because he left the love of his life and this and that and he's telling white all this i'm like oh my god he was awesome in that movie he was just awesome so yeah I the, saw and the end of my notes just say do val kilmer's shoulders hurt from carrying this movie like <laughs> that's what my oh, notes said it said does his back oh, hurt does from it? carrying this movie <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> so that's when i saw it okay michael I'm sure you were yeah, watching it. Yeah, I, I mean, it was it was probably right after that. I think um, you had watched it, and you you were pretty good about. You I mean you let us watch whatever we wanted, pretty much. But um, you were pretty good about screening it, and uh, you know, if it was if it was too much in your eyes, you'd be like, okay, well, you gotta at least uh, sneak this one. But uh, <laughs> but no, I you, mean, you. I can say otherwise, but. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us, tell me us, she she scarred me with uh arachnophobia so yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. <laughs> my, parents, <laughs> my parents did too <laughs> scared the bejesus out of me oh my are god are you scared of me. spiders now i'm not a fan of them yeah I, i'm not scared of them now i'm surprised i really thought i would be scarred for life okay <laughs> then yes i am scared of them and i do occasionally <laughs> think of that movie so oh, yeah. I don't yeah. remember that movie. I want to rewatch it. Actually. Oh well, oh. Uh, we, should, we should make a whole episode on that movie because that yeah. I I often think of the couple <laughs> sitting on the couch eating their popcorn and then they die and somebody like walks in and the spiders are crawling around on the popcorn and in and out of their nose Ooh. and I think of that often actually. So that's know. that's your that's your Rome then. Just... Yeah, that's the <laughs> yes, Rome. That is the Roman <laughs> Empire. Is arachnophobia <laughs> dead people on the couch? So I, I got. I got caught up on the Roman stuff just to give you a heads up. She's like, she's texted me. My girlfriend texted me. She's like, how often do you think about Rome? Well, let me tell you. And then I just started in on like the whole like Masonic connection to the Roman Empire. And she's like, oh my well, God. You, you took a weird turn, but you got there. I'm like, yeah, I, I do think about it quite often. Uh, so. Nikki and I were talking about how the girl equivalent is uh, murder and witches. Yeah, it totally is. It's you guys are like just really asking for it at this point. It's just like, oh, how many crystals? Like, how, how often do you think about crystals, ladies? So, but anyway, never, but we definitely think about killing people that ask us questions about crystals. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Okay, shit. you can see the mustache coming in now. Um, he's gonna fucking come and get me. Uh, son of a bitch. I just did my own, <laughs> did myself in. Okay, Breezy, when's the first time you saw? Well, I think I cut Mike off. I'm sorry. I don't know if you were done. Oh no, me. I was just I was just gonna say that yeah, it was it was shortly after that, and I I uh, I remember as a kid just loving that that film, and and even then real realizing how how uh, well Val Kilmer was um, acting in that in that film, and and honestly, like I'm a Kurt Russell fan, but he didn't really. You just kind of like, I'm gonna get a girl. Yeah, bark bark. Uh, I'm in love with not, someone that's not my wife. So it was just. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, but Malcolm uh, you know, was awesome in it. It's a great the movie. That, it is a good movie. The scene I couldn't stand with Kurt Russell was the no, 
no, yeah. shoot. I was like, why? Why are you saying no so many times? I, I plus 10. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I also plus 10 through all of his love scenes. I was like, this is so boring. Like, <laughs> You're like, make out already or just make something happen. Stop yeah, like, I don't care about any of this. Like, <laughs> it shows you how far we've come in our need for smut. Yeah. <laughs> Stop talking and just get to it. Yeah. yeah, room service even... isn't doing it for you anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that whole thing about room service was like, shut the fuck up. I know, so stupid. Just take the love story out of the movie, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that in my notes. I was Same. like, I skipped this. Like, yeah, but that's who know. he ended up marrying or doing. Yeah, in real life. Can, yeah. Can we talk about the nine hundred two one zero connection in this film, real quick? Yes, Jason yeah. Priestley, right? Jason Priestley was in it, and this was supposed to be his breakthrough performance. Dog shit performance. Absolutely <laughs> trash. <laughs> Absolutely trash. I know they were trying to, it was very cutting edge to be like, uh, in, in have homosexual windows back in the 90s. But, um, I, it was just, it was just such a s silly add to this film that it really just did not need to be in there. At, at well, all. I forgot but, about him. I had to sit here and think, okay. He, he liked okay. Billy Zane. I mean, does, does, he, does, like the he liked Billy Zane. Oh, Billy yeah. Zane was in this fucking movie. I'm Holy like, Billy shit. Billy Zane yeah. was like beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. kiss. Do people dis do, do you all disagree or agree with me on that? Like he he did not really. Uh, I agree. He did not. That Billy Zane is beautiful, or that the Billy Zane is beautiful. Yes, but also that um, Priestley, his his uh, his silver screen crossover because at the time there was not really many actors that did that. You stayed in television, or you went you know back then, or you went to the silver screen, and I think they were trying to make him a a star, and it just kind of fell short. Mm -hmm. yeah, he didn't really have anything to do, so nothing yeah. to be star worthy Except of. Except uh, ogle uh, Billy Zane, which yeah. I get. So. Yeah. And then get but really I... mad at one point and say, I'm mad at you and I don't want to talk to you anymore. And then stop, like, stomp back into the saloon. It was right. such bad acting. It was really bad. <laughs> See, now the one that I really liked, because I liked him in, um, in Terminator, was Michael Bean. Oh, yeah. He's the one that is with Doc Holliday in that um, shootout. So mm -hmm. I always liked him, and I thought he did an excellent job of being a total I didn't asshole. Even know. I, Bill Paxton? Uh, what? Michael, Michael Bean? The, Bean, yeah. The, the one that played Sarah oh, Connor, right, right. John Connor's dad. I didn't yeah, even make yeah. that connection that that was him until you just said that just now. Mm -hmm. Oh, crazy. I used to shit. It's stuck in my head, so yeah. it'll, you know, it'll all come running out. Sorry, Brie. When was the first time oh, okay. I saw Tombstone? That's gonna kill me, but it was for this episode. Same girl. Really? Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, first You've time. You've never been a big Western person. Me either. And it's not that I don't like them. I just have never gotten into them. No, um, I, they remind no, me of Dancing with Donald, Wolves. Though. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. what I thought of too. Dancing with Wolves, um, Last of the Mohicans, and like. Well, can I ask you two a question, and you can answer whoever wants to go first, but. How did it? How did it hold up? You know, thirty years later, if you if you seen it the first time, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, really good movie. But all all the comments we've been making about the bad acting is spot on. I think we're all on the same page with who's sure. good and who's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I I agree with everything. Well, now I have a question for everybody. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm gonna start with Maddie. What was your favorite scene in the movie? Um, probably in the very beginning when Kurt Russell or Wyatt walks into the saloon and he's 
feeling out the town and he walks up to the bartender and says, God, you got such a low crowd in here. Like, look at these low class people. And the bartender says, it's because we got this dealer over here and he sucks. And he goes over to the dealer and it's Billy Bob Thornton as a young yeah. kid. Which and is he, crazy. And I didn't yeah. recognize him at first because he's a little thicker. And I, I thought, this, it sounds like him. And when you're watching him act, it looks like him. And their whole interaction, I enjoyed because he just was braiding him. And then he'd slap him. And then he'd say something again. And then he'd slap him. And my favorite part of that whole section was, are you just going to, are you going to do something? Or are you just going to stand there and bleed? Yeah. Yeah. yeah great line. <laughs> Such a good line. And it reminded me of, I'm a terrible person. But when I was younger, uh, I was working in an animal hospital and I was a tech and I had this uh, doctor friend of mine whose little brother was doing like a uh, relief help for us and he was cleaning and I had to wait for him to finish cleaning and he was going slow, slow. And I walked up to him and I said, do you go any faster than slow? And immediately felt like a complete a-hole. And, but it made me think of this line is, are you just going to do something or just stand there and bleed? <laughs> you you were just channeling your Kurt Russell. Like right. that's okay. I did. I can't wait to do that again. I hope it comes again with a mustache and, and the, everything the vibe you know what she's getting for christmas <laughs> yeah right so so on that note let's get into the movie so um the whole beginning it's 1879 they do an overview of old west high murder rate red sashed cowboys which i did look up that gang really was called the cowboys i didn't know that that was a thing um and then it opens to a mexican wedding shootout uh, due to the wedding party killing two of the cowboys. Um, they're all dead except for the priest. The priest says, Behold the pale horse, the man who sat on him was death, and hell followed uh, followed him. Um, and then we go to next scene, which I, I didn't know that was a real Bible verse in Revelations. Did you guys? I, I did. Yeah, I, I like everything. Yeah, so I knew, I knew uh, that. Well, <laughs> well, Catholic light over here with the Lutheran. I don't know what to <laughs> tell you. Okay, so um, so enter Kurt Russell as Wyatt Earp, Sam Elliott, and Bill Paxton traveling to Tubestone to make some money. Uh, immediately, gotta love me some Sam Elliott. Val Kilmer is killing at poker with jo uh, Joanna Pecula. Um, and then after an Oregon Trail style trip to Tombstone, Wyatt goes to the worst bar in town and slaps a dude a bunch of times to get the dealer spot, which is the scene that Madison just described. It is so good. Like, I love that line. Um, so Val Kilmer stops Slap Boy from shooting Kurt Russell, um, which is really Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> Slap boy. Slap boy. Slap boy. When he's like egg boy. Egg boy. <laughs> uh, in comes Billy Zane and Dana Delaney of Desperate Housewives fame. Uh, Billy Zane puts on a Shakespeare show. Um, he is so beautiful in this movie. Like he, I feel like he doesn't look quite as pretty in Titanic, like, yes. two years later. I, when I saw him in this movie, I was like, he is, like, a Disney prince in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, perfect. <laughs> I was like, you should have kept the shaggy hair for Titanic because, oh, my God. But he was such a good bad guy in Titanic. Yeah, so. you're supposed to hate him in Titanic, so. Yeah, it, it works. <laughs> you can't um, look at him if he looks shaggy. He's got to look exactly. <laughs> Yeah. 
I can't, guy with shaggy hair, what are you gonna, you know? Okay, so <laughs> a dancer makes a deal with the devil, uh, masquerade style. Um, and then I write, why is Val Kilmer so pale and sweaty? I didn't know <laughs> that he had VD. And so I was like. TB, TB, not VD. They explain it in the very beginning of the movie. They say he, they that he goes with them hoping that the dry heat helps his sickness. So. Helps his consumption. That yes. the yes. Oh, consumption, consumption is what they call it. And it's tuberculosis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I missed all of that until like <laughs> midway through the movie. And I was like, dude, what is up with their makeup? He's been watching a lot of cops. <laughs> yeah. I'm like over here. Like it's the seventies of not putting stage makeup on guys like back just for Val Kilmer. Like I don't understand. <laughs> like, why is he sweating so hard? What's the problem? Get it together. Well, yeah, really some powder she... on this boy. <laughs> You know why she was like this? Because Sam Elliott's mustache. She lost her mind. She I couldn't did. focus on I anything. I was like, else. now I yeah. I'm just still thinking about Sam Elliott. Like I don't I don't. As know you should be. You. As you should be. <laughs> Poor Mike. <laughs> so okay. I'll be all right. <laughs> so there's a weird, creepy standoff between Val Kilmer and Michael Bean. Um, it's just a weird vibe. And then I wrote, "Do you think Kurt Russell's mustache is real?" Yes. Do you? It's one hundred percent real, Maddie. I just didn't think it did because the way it sat on the sides. It like I know, right. I know Sam Elliott's was right, a hundred percent. That is oh, his. And is and comparatively, I just it didn't look right. It just looked like they glued it on because it didn't sit right on his face. I don't think it's a real mustache. Did anybody look it up if it was? I'm doing it right now. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we got to oh. know. The ladies have to know. Mustache. Uh, wait, before he answers, I actually do have the answer. So, uh, Aunt Kathy, what do you think? I think it was real. Brianna? I'm going to say real. Okay, so according to the director, um, all the lightning and mustaches are real. In the, the lightning film. too. Wow. The lightning that too. was crazy. So the lightning to which George is referring and the images of lightning that were filmed on location during uh they were filmed on location during monsoon season. Oh. Look at that's that's just him. Oh shit. Never mind. <laughs> I'll send it to you. I'll send it to y'all. Yeah, it's just him and Goldie Hawn, and he looks like a real piece of shit with his mustache. So that's, that's actually really funny, Christy, that you mentioned the mustaches and the lightning because I thought the mustaches were real, but the lightning was fake. And during that whole storm scene, I was like, "There's no way the storm is that crazy." <laughs> it's but wait a second, was the rain real? Because that rain was yeah, intense. It was monsoon season, and they were like. Let's roll, like that's yeah. wild. Yeah. I had no idea. I can't wait to tell Steve because he's like, that rain is so fake. That was that's definitely was a machine. Yeah. Nope, that's real. That's and that's <laughs> isn't that the night that the one brother gets killed? Is when all mm -hmm. the lightning and stuff is going on. Morgan. Yeah, Morgan. Have, yeah, Morgan gets killed. That you have the thunder, and then it just that was the shot or whatever. And then you have the shot. So. Yeah, I'm. I didn't look up where it was filmed but it said it was monsoon season so i'm assuming mm -hmm. where are monsoons arizona and nevada are they there get, monsoons there yeah they get monsoon season in the desert in the flat desert 
You get mm. the haboobs, which is like the big dust storms. Yes. <laughs> when I was in, uh, I heard that term for the first time when I lived in Odessa, Texas, and I, I was just, I thought it was great because it was ha boob. Ha boob. <laughs> ha boob. We get a, we get a fair amount of like the runoff of those storms down here. So I mean, not the not the haboobs. We don't get any dust down here, but we do get the wet, gross, muggy bits of their storms interesting the uh the the movie tombstone was filmed at old tuscan studios in mescal arizona oh and it's a really famous uh filming location for westerns um made in the 1800s specifically (laughs) because it was a um this isn't off my dome either guys i'm looking it up on the googs (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's the middle of it's in the middle of the desert in the middle of the Arizona desert, and it's um, film friendly. Oh, yeah, nice. cool. Yes, so movies, westerns, and a little mescal, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely mescal. Yeah. So um, then there's a weird side unnecessary love story that I just skipped over. Yep. Um, you find out his wife is addicted to opium. And so I looked if that was real and it totally is. It's so, Lonnie. Yeah. Lonnie. Yeah. and Maddie Baylock uh, was a sex worker who became a romantic companion. Can I, ask common you, law. Can I ask you guys a question? I, I kind of always wanted to try Lottom. Do you, like what would be the equivalent? Is that like straight, like just morphine, heroin, kind of like were they just drinking? It's like, an opiate, so yeah, because yeah. yeah. like morph- morphine is an opiate, not a nar- not a narcotic, right? Yeah, I think so. so yeah, oh yeah, yeah. morphine, yeah. So it's just straight. Killer. It's just and it straight. was liquid. It was in liquid form, so they would get bottles of it. Okay. You got to remember also. I'm not going to say back in my day because this was <laughs> a little bit before dates. Yeah, yeah. Coca Cola was Coke. Was yeah. It, yeah, I used to cola. have. So you could get this laudum anywhere. Mm. You could okay. just go in and get it. That was my next question. Thank you. I was going to say, was it, it? It's. It was kind of you could just get it right. It was just like right. over the counter. Yeah, well, just any. It it cured everything. Supposedly. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, I'm sure it did. <laughs> I, I mean, if I had a time machine, I would definitely go back in time and get a laudum addiction. That's what I was <laughs> There was no USDA drug, you know, thing going on, so you could get whatever you wanted, you know. All right, sorry. I just, I just wanted to ask. I apologize for interrupting. That's a good side. It it is a narcotic, so maybe not. Don't do that. (laughs) Thank you, Mary. It is the heroin of the old west (laughs) in liquid form. In liquid form. (laughs) So. Maddie Baylock was a sex worker who became the romantic companion and common law wife of Wyatt Earp for about six years. Knowledge of her place in Wyatt's life was concealed by Josephine, the girl who he ended up getting with, um, because she worked ceaselessly to protect her and Wyatt's reputation in their later years. Um, it was actually discovered by a researcher in the 1950s when he found a coroner's report for Maddie Earp. And on the deathbed, she told someone Wyatt Earp had ruined her life. That was like how they figured out that they were even married. That's crazy. So uh, the way that uh, Baylock had passed away was she took lethal dose of laudum and alcohol. Her death was ruled a suicide by opium poisoning. 
She had been using laudum and alcohol in excess for some time. It was possible she overdosed by accident and died of respiratory depression. The coroner's report of her death was brief. She was buried in the cemetery, uh, a cemetery in Penal City, uh, which is now a ghost town in Superior, Arizona. So she was a real person, and we didn't even know about her until the 1950s. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Um, so then back to the movie, Cowboy Curly shoots up the town and kills the sheriff. Kurt Russell tries to negotiate the situation. This is not going to be good. I'm going to turn your head into a canoe, he says to, Cur uh, to Curly, which is such a good line. And then um, this is actually John's favorite line. Before I watched the movie, he quoted it to me, like, before I even <laughs> went for it. And I love it, too. Uh, they say, you're so drunk to Val Kilmer. You're probably seeing double. And Val Kilmer goes, I've got two guns, one of, one for each of you. Yeah, so, it's uh, a good one. Yeah. When Aunt Kathy asked what our favorite scenes were, I was going to say that one. That was my favorite. <laughs> it's yeah. so, so good. good. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, this man. I wrote, this man is the Deadpool of the Old West. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and he had that, like, draw that. Yeah, that, like, southern was, a southern twang to it. And a dry sense of humor, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Gotta love it. Um, so Sam Elliott breaks it up so that Kurt Russell can put Curly in a cell. Judge lets Curly go. Sam Elliott becomes the law and makes a law that you can't carry a gun in town. And then I look that up, and Virgil Earp was appointed deputy in July 28th Ooh. my birthday of 1880 <laughs> <laughs> yes my exact birthday Brianna was the twinkle of three generations before her eyes <laughs> um which included tombstone uh he made forty thousand dollars at the time which is equivalent to do you guys want to guess I would How say forty thousand. You're looking at uh, high four hundred thousands. Maddie, I'd say like three fifty, three hundred fifty k. Bree, I'm gonna say four fifty. Aunt Kathy, one dollar. <laughs> I one dollar. There we go. Oh. One million two hundred thirteen thousand dollars. So my, I didn't go over. Am I the winner? I guess. <laughs> That's right. I always get a win. I was, I was still, I was still off by like half a million. I was Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's wild. That's yeah, per year, because he was also the county assessor and the tax collector. Collector, and so the way they paid him was he got a percentage of everything he collected. Jeez. Oh man, those guys went into that town and shistered the shit out of it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Wow. yeah. That's some yeah. good incentive. Jeez. Seriously. Good. So Sam Elliott is not so high and mighty. Yeah. When it come down to the facts. <laughs> so they were shaking, they were basically just shaking down the town, the county, everyone. And they were oh, just... yeah. So okay. So were the cowboys really the bad guys? <laughs> they were just trying to, you know, get drunk and you know play cards and here well, supposedly they terrorized a lot of people they did okay yeah. well it sounds like the herps did as well also yes. yeah yeah but theirs is uh is 
something you wouldn't notice unless you had a lot of free time. Sure. Yeah. And they this just did it, a, they did it better. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're just diplomats. Or they're just, yeah. you know, yeah. They're they just did officials. it better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, so Wyatt talks like he only ever killed one man. And then I was like, when did he start killing people in real life? He, he killed a bunch of people before this, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Because he was like, a marshal before, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the movie, he's he's talking to Sam Elliott, and he's like, "I've only been in one gunfight ever, and I killed a man, and I think about it every day." And I was like, "I don't think real Wyatt Earp was like, mm -mm. yeah." Um, and so then I say the Cowboys are real dumb and just looking for a fight. Like, geez, can't we all just get along? <laughs> and then. <laughs> Um, in the middle of this gunfight they're about to have, I don't know if you guys noticed the bright red women's rights, like, carriage. The suffragettes. The suffragettes, the yes. suffragettes. I never even connected it that they would have been, like, in horse-drawn carriages. It's so crazy to see. Mm -hmm. It makes sense, though, because part of the reason why they did that was because you used to be able to um, cash your check at bars. And so what the guys would do is they would go straight to the bar, cash their check, and then yep. spend all the money before yeah. they even got home. You know how I learned the cashing your check at bars thing from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, there's that scene where he goes in there. Yep. yep. That's yep. so cute. And who says films are bad for us? Look at the history that we've can you yeah. still Can you still cash your check at bars? Oh, hell no. No. Nobody's no. got no. Yeah, that's true. Everything's direct deposit. Can you direct deposit your, to your bar tab now? <laughs> it could be something that would, people should think about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some people, yeah. Yeah, right. that's yeah, get a part-time job. Make that one right. only go to your bar tab. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm like, can I do that but for groceries? Right. Um, <laughs> Shit. So Wyatt, the voice of reason, while Sam Elliott is all about the letter of the law, and then you get that iconic scene of them walking with the fire behind them, which is like, ah. Uh. And then um, I just wrote the tension and then an oh my God from Kurt Russell and then guns are blazing. Um, then Sam Elliott and Bill Paxton are shot. Cowboy funeral. Ringo is a weird dude. I want your blood and I want your souls. That was so freaking weird. Like, do you think people really talk like that? So I don't think so. That that he, character he was, also was wasted though. So he was yeah. wasted as well. That character was really contradictory as well because he's at the like, beginning I was like, this is a cool dude. And then right. at the end, I'm like, what is going on with you? Yeah, he seems so rational. He's intelligent, well read, he speaks Latin, and then yeah. all of a sudden he's coming around acting all just crazy. Well then and he, he, also he wouldn't stand down from from uh uh Doc Holiday. You know, yeah. and then at the end, he's like, oh, I was just I was just playing. He's like, well, I wasn't. That was my favorite line in the thing. And it's like, I'll Are be you talking about when they do the the little cup flipping thing when he. Yeah. So like, yeah. So like, he's kill. like a mad. He's like kind of like a I wouldn't even say mad dog. I mean, he's just a, a like he's he's a killer. You know what I mean? He's just a very you know, he's not going to take any guff off of anyone. This that, and the other thing. And, you know, he's he's in front of everyone. He's not going to back down from. Uh, you know, Bell Kilmer. And then at at the end when he goes, you know, they have that famous line or whatever. He's like, well, I was, I was just messing about. He's like, well, I wasn't. And then that's when they was like, I'll be your Huckleberry, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, he was kind of uh, pardon, pardon my language, but kind of like, uh, 
like went like a pussy like he was a he was a wimp you know what i mean yeah. like it was just like and it, it was just like that wasn't there was there was contradictory things with every character i felt you know what i mean where it just kind of i, I would think that like uh what was his curly would be saying one thing and then you know ringo would say it and then it would like swap it wouldn't like it wasn't yeah it didn't they were really, never like yeah. on the same page and still one of my favorite movies just you know i just being nitpicky on one hand i like appreciate it because like people are nuanced they sure. aren't just one way yeah. like okay sure and this is like more of a horse historical movie and i don't know i know some of the lines actually are pulled from like newspaper articles and stuff which i'll go over at the end but it it, it was like what the heck like why are you backing down now when you weren't so before. annoying right and then i just wanted them to kill ike in every son like yes. scene he was in i was like ike is the most obnoxious character yeah. in this movie he was well i mean he was he was probably the most uh consistent character too he's just right. a yeah. mouth coward you know so. yeah mm -hmm. that yeah. is true mm -hmm. um so the cowboys ambush sam elliott and the erp ladies um some of the cowboys join the erps i put game recognizes game uh and then surprise ambush for bill paxton um sam elliott survives they're gonna get got and then kurt russell starts collecting heads i'm coming and hell's coming with me and then I wrote, Kurt Russell was death on the pale horse the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, oh, so I wrote, or I looked up like this whole vendetta thing and a coroner report credited Earp, the Earp posse with killing Frank Sidwell, Curly Bill, Indian Charlie, and Johnny Barnes in a two-week-long ride. And then in 1888, Earp gave an interview with a California histor historian, and he claimed to have killed over a dozen stage robbers, murderers, and cattle thieves in his time as a lawman. So he's, murderer. Yeah. Um, so then Billy Zane gets shot. Um, he really needed to be in this movie more. So I was really sad about that. And then Val Kilmer starts coughing blood. Um, why Johnny Ringo, you look like someone just walked over your grave. Such Aww. a good line. Oh my God. Yeah. And that's actually, so when you watch these things on Amazon, you can like click it to see the actors. And that's actually what that scene is called. It's like scene 59 and it's called why Johnny Ringo. You just look like someone walked over your grave. They knew. Um, then Val they Kilmer. Knew what they had. Yeah. yeah they, they knew, knew what they had. And then Val Kilmer has the best lines in this movie. Yeah. Um, Ringo's dead. They win. In closing Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer carried this movie. So then I'm like on the Amazon thing and I'm clicking around because usually they have facts, but they didn't this time and I had to look them up separately and that was annoying but turns out kurt russell's only five nine did we know this i did not know short I, king i yeah i didn't i mean that's average isn't it what's the average height slightly under okay yeah i was surprised especially for an actor like because how no uh tom cruise is like five four or something right he's like short short yeah she's yeah. very very short yeah 
Yeah, Sam Elliott is six two, and Val Kilmer is six foot, though. So they definitely work Ooh, the camo aim. Six two. Yeah, Kurt <laughs> like Russell had some he heels. <laughs> had some heels on. Yeah, he had Prince shoes on. Mm -hmm. uh, so taglines for this movie were "I'm your Huckleberry," um, yes. or "Unless you're Bree," and then Pete Dav Davidson is your Huckleberry. Mm -hmm. Justice mm -hmm. is coming. Um, every town has a story. Tombstone has a legend, which I really like. Uh, and then the line quoted by Doc at the end of the fight at the OK Corral is actually historically true. Um, he said, I got you now, Doc, you son of a bitch. To which Doc gleefully retorted, you're a daisy if you do. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Um, Doc Holliday's wink to Billy Clayton just before the culmination of OK Corral was completely improvised by Val Kilmer. Just another way he like freaking killed this movie. Yeah, he did a good job. And then um, according to Val Kilmer, the screenwriter insisted that all the actors wear real wool costumes in accordance with the time period. So in the birdcage theater scene, Kilmer says the thermometer was set to read 134 degrees. Holy oh. shit. Jesus. Yeah. So Kilmer suggested jokingly that was the reason why Doc Holliday killed so many people. It's just like he wore wool in the summer in the Arizona territory and that made him mad. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he was sweating. <laughs> Dude, yeah. for real. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, Wyatt Earp was actually a consultant uh, in the motion picture industry, like the real one, on Westerns um, until 1915. Oh, okay. He was tight with Tom Mix, and Tom Mix was at his funeral. Um, I, I think he gave the eulogy. So he oh, really? knew like, some of the cowboy movie stars from silent movies in real life. That's so crazy. And then uh, when Virgil returns to the saloon and collapse, collapses after being shot, Kurt Russell accidentally really bangs Sam Elliott's head on the bar as he lifts him up to lay him flat on the floor. Oh, oh really? No. Yeah, that was real. <laughs> Poor Sammy. Aww. I know. Well, like, keep it in the film. This is great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then Aww. I don't know if you guys know Kurt Russell's son is named Riot Russell. It was actually named after Wyatt Earp. Wyatt, yeah. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And then originally... Uh, Doc Holliday was going to be played by William Defoe. Oh, how horrible that would have been. William Defoe. Huh? You don't like William Defoe? I think he would have been good. I, I think he would have been good, but he would have been I mean, good. He would have been no Kilmer brought a sexiness. He did. I was agreeing with a 100%. tuberculosis ridden man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have put it better myself, 100%. Thank you. I was like, ooh. Bell okay. Kilmer was so sexy with TB that a woman was like m turned into the devil because she wanted him so bad. <laughs> what was his girlfriend's name? It was like Dog Face Sally or something. I mean, it, it was, was so Big Nose Kate. That was it. Big Nose Kate. That was it. And she really did have a big nose. She was kind of she was Hungarian. What are you gonna? Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Most Hungarians have big noses. I don't know too many, so I don't know. That's Anybody? Funny. Bueller? 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 Oh. Bueller? 
Bueller. I, I don't know the ins and outs of Hungarian facial structures. So. I, also don't. <laughs> I don't either. That's why I ask it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I just, Maddie, any closing thoughts on this, love, love? Um, not really. I think that you guys covered it all. I mean, the quotes were amazing. I was disappointed in a lot of the women's roles in this movie. And, you know, I mean, unfortunately, it's to be expected, I think, for some of those, the same time frame of movies. Like, they just were all very weak characters. Even Maddie, no offense to myself. Um, you know, she just was kind of weak and sensitive. And I would have expected her to be a little bit more tough to be married to such a tough dude. But well, I thought yeah. Catherine O'Hara was kind of strong in this movie. She was like, she's like, no, we're leaving. We're out. Let's go. I'm done with your idiot brother, basically, yeah. is what I got. I feel like in the, at that time, like in the early 90s, the only way you could be a strong female character is if it were like a horror movie. Like Candyman, uh, Silence of the Lambs. I, I can't really think of any movies that weren't like horror films with a strong female lead. I think there were, I'm, I'm trying to, Aaron Brockovich came out around that time, didn't it? No, that didn't come out until like the late nineties, early two thousands. So late nineties is when they started doing the heroin stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It used to be that the only way you could like really have a strong female character would be like a, a suspense movie she was a rape victim or a prostitute a sex worker okay or it was a horror movie or a yeah, villain. i was i was told villain. Villain. mommy dearest like she's the yeah main character. she's incredible but she's bad yeah even uh like mother dearest same deal yeah. like it has two female leads but both of them are like fucking insane yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, just, I just looked up aaron brockovich i was totally off 2000 i wasn't we weren't even in the 90s so mm -hmm. yeah the yeah. other movies we've actually done on it would be Candyman, um mm -hmm. and and uh silence of the lambs yeah around that time period yeah for yeah sure. and uh early when did uh x files come out it was right around it was 95 late 90s, late yeah. 90s. i, I, I feel like tv was an exception because you had like murphy brown and stuff like that mary tyler moore Ma mary tyler moore yeah tv was the exception but with like movies they didn't have well, actually 1993 is when x files came out so it was it was the same year as oh, okay yeah i thought it was a little bit later I think that's when the when the hype I think it was like a sleeper kind of show. Like I think after the first or second season it kind of picked up traction and then they made the movie and then it was all X Files all the time. Yeah. When it got all popular. So no, that that would probably be my only thought is I just wish that some of the female characters are a little bit stronger. But overall, I just didn't feel like the serial killer vibe was there. It was more just like more of a gang. More of a gang mm -hmm. vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, 100%. Same. Yep. Yeah. Well, All right. I think that wraps it up. I mean, you guys can follow us over on Instagram, Facebook. Um, we have a Patreon. If you're listening to this episode, we do have a beginning part where we warm up with uh, our guests, and uh, that'll be available on our Patreon as well. And uh, yeah, so if you want to email us, where's the email at, Christy? Uh, Head at gmail.com. Awesome. 
And Maddie, thank you so much thank you, Maddie. for hanging out with thank us. You. Yeah. We had so much fun with you. It was so great. I we'll have to have you on again. I would love that. This is a blast, you blast, and um, I'm happy that you guys were on at a, a good time. Sorry, it's probably late where you are, almost 10. So mm -hmm. thank you yeah. for staying up late to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we actually always record at this time. So, oh, okay, so good. good. Yeah. Great. Well, I'm glad. Except the old lady sitting here. I'm like, I got <laughs> Let's let Aunt Kathy go to sleep, get her beauty rest. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. Thank you. Jazz hands. Um, <laughs> All right. I love you guys. Thank love you. Love you guys. Love, love you guys too. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. bye. Guys.